What's up, guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha. And today we have special guest Trisha here with us to discuss the best book. Well, okay. The best novella of 2023. Novella? That's not a novella. That is a novella. This is a Savella. It's a Savella. This is a novella for Samantha. 230 pages. I think that's considered a novella. Can we Um, look this up? Get Google. Trisha, Google that. <laughs> on it. Um, so, Confessions by... Kana A. Minato, I believe. Right? Is that how right. you would say it? Yes. So, we have to give you a warning here or preface this by saying that we are not Japanese speakers. And so, we very well could be mispronouncing every single name in this entire book. So, please don't come for us. You can correct us politely if you'd like <laughs> and that would be awesome <laughs> yeah. um but we're gonna do our best to try to um say these right but yeah kana a minato it's k-a-n-a-e-m-i-n-a-t-o if you'd like to look that up and it was it's actually pretty gotten some pretty popular uh it, it's gotten very popular this last year yeah and which is a surprising because it's an older book yes 2008 is when it was um published and then the translation copyright was 2014 so i don't think we got it until around that time so it's a little um considered an older book i guess but it's fantastic it's very relevant too i feel like for some things that we're experiencing nowadays makes you think it really 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 i'm gonna read the description on the back so after calling off her engagement in the wake of a tragic revelation yuko moragachi had nothing to live for except her only child four-year-old manami now following an accident on the grounds of the middle school where she teaches yuko has given up and tendered her resignation but first she has one last lecture to deliver She tells a story that upends everything her students ever thought they knew about two of their peers and sets in motion a maniacal plot for revenge. Narrated in alternating voices with twists you'll never see coming, Confessions explores the limits of punishment, despair, and tragic love, culminating in a harrowing confrontation between teacher and student that will place the occupants of an entire school in danger. You'll never look at a classroom the same way again. Truth. So pick this up and evaluate the trigger warnings before you do, just in case you need things like that to be able to monitor what you're reading. It about. is very disturbing. It I was is. disturbed. There's, what, six chapters total? Let's see. I think so. You're probably right. And it each chapter is from a, a different, different point of view. Yeah, and every chapter is has all yeah. a bunch of trigger warnings. Six chapters. How did you? So Trisha recommended this to us. How did you come across this? I saw it on, I'm assuming TikTok, probably on Book Talk. Somebody's like listing it on the like books I couldn't, I read in one sitting type of a book. Yeah, I saw it, on, I saw it a few times on Book Talk. And so I was probably looking for something new to read. And so I saw it and put it on hold and then I read it. So. So how long did it take you to read it? Was it a one sitting for you? No. I feel like I don't know how this could be a one sitting because there's so many things that blew my mind that I had to stop and like 
rage type to everybody about. Like, I think I read it in two days, but it was because once I started it, I was like, you can't stop. You can't stop reading it. Well, I didn't read it. I listened to it on audio. Um, so I listened to the audio version of it. And um, we have on Libby, I believe. We do, and there's holds on it on Libby. Um, so there's also a movie fun fact, but it's very hard to like come across. I could not figure out how to get access to it. It wasn't on any streaming service. I thought it for dubbed? a while it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix for a while, but it it's not on there anymore. I'm pretty sure you have to like buy it or something like that on YouTube. Oh, interesting. So I um it took me eight hours and fifty four minutes to read it. Oh that's not bad. But it's a seven hour read. So I probably had to re go back and, oh, and re listen to some things. Yeah. Right. But I did it in five times. So that's what Libby told me about my reading habits for that book. Which, if you didn't know, Libby's awesome tool that we, you know, we have here at the library that you can get with your library card for free. You should do that. It's got ebooks, audiobooks, and it helps yes. you keep up with your reading for 2024. Side quest there. Anyway, this. So I think before we get into any like spoilery things, we'll tell you. But essentially, it's about kid A and B in a classroom with oh gosh how do you even hold on <laughs> how do you even begin to say like I did not really know what to think when I went into this because the first thing that I was told was that it was good but it was not what how did you explain it to me it was it's very well written it's fantastically written it I agree it's fantastically written but it's a tough book Yes. I think that's what I said. Like, it's, I didn't know how to rate it when I was done. It's like, oh, like, like, it's so, like, ugly, but at the same time, it's so beautiful, and it's so twisted and disgusting, yeah. and at the same time, it was so, like, eye-opening. It's so, like, back and forth between both of them. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you want to give it five out of five, but at the same time, you're just like, oh, <laughs> I think the most, like, I think the weirdest part about this book is this is, is that it starts with this teacher. She is basically, like, telling the class what happened. And with her the daughter. fact that she's, like, got these kids in a classroom and she's just like, she's I like, know who you are. Pinned them down. Like, she's sitting, standing in front of her whole classroom in in Japan. Um, and their classroom setups or everything are different than ours. And I think that they're kind of technically in homeroom or something. Yeah. And yes. so she's standing in front of the class and they're all at her de their desks and she's talking to them and she's saying, and this is the last day of school, and she's telling them, like, my daughter is dead and the killers are in this room. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to tell you what I know and why you should worry. Yeah. And exactly. then you're like, dun, dun, dun. That's a great summary. And I'm like, one. it is. And that's like really <clears throat> all we can away. give you because... You can't go into this knowing more. Because like Samantha said, every single chapter has a twist. Yeah. And it's from a different perspective. And it just, I was so shocked at the end of every single chapter. Yeah, every chapter is really like 
somebody else's mini confession about yes. what part they played in this yes. business. Okay, yeah. that's I. You know what? That's a big revelation. Probably why it's called confessions. confessions. That's true. Oh my gosh. Like we get perspectives from parents and teachers and we get perspectives siblings. from the students and siblings. People that in the very beginning of the book that you don't realize play an integral part of it. And I think that's another reason why I like it so much is because when people make decisions, a lot of the time people don't realize is that the decision that I made doesn't just directly affect me. It affects the entire world around me. Yeah. So this decision that these students made to do this to this woman's daughter literally toppled their entire lives. Like, right. the whole infrastructure of their lives and the lives of their families. And it just decimated everything. Yeah. And then the teacher's decision to do what she did to Oh, get my gosh. Just <laughs> made it multiply Both. even more. Both times. Like, in the beginning oh, yeah. and the end wow. of the book. That's right. And she put like she put so much fear in her classroom that they're just like, I'm not telling anybody. So tight lipped. Like, because at first I was like, so they didn't tell anybody? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And I'm like, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you just go run and tell immediately? But then you think like the repercussions of that, like if you're the student and your teacher is telling you, I have done this. And like, why, like if I went and told, I would not want some retaliation against me in that same way because of the fear and the like stigma and the like especially at that time period I think is when she's writing this what went around with everything that had happened what she had done to them which is so disturbing this is why we need to get into spoilers because (laughs) we can't really like rant and rave about it without spoiling this whole part so so this book was originally written in 2008 yes and then it got republished in English. It did. In 2014. Yes. I wonder, like, it doesn't really tell you, like, what the actual, like, year. Maybe it is supposed to be modern to when she wrote it, I think. But during that... Okay, spoilers because I'm going to say something, so I'm going to pause, give you five seconds, turn it off, go read this book, come back. Okay, now, so they are in this study in this classroom the kids from like some government organization to monitor like bone growth and how like drinking milk helps bones and calcium in kids so every day the students come in and they get a little milk in their cubby and then they drink that milk and then they put that milk carton back in their cubby and so what the teacher does is she knows these two students she's went through this process of elimination, figured all this out. The two students that killed her daughter. And what she does is she goes and she puts in these drinks the blood of the man, of a man who has AIDS. Her husband. Excellent. Which is her, not she her husband. She never married him. The son's oh, okay. father. So her, so okay. her daughter's, yeah. She decided not to marry him when they found out he Which was Which is a gotcha. whole nother twist that we can't even begin to, like, tell you over here all day, okay? Because I didn't even know that until, like, what, chapter... When did we find that out? What? Did we find that out in chapter one? Yeah. That she... Okay, listen. I don't think <laughs> remember in chapter one I don't that know. it was her... Her husband? Father. Yeah, I think that we just... Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I thought we knew right off the bat, but I could be wrong. 
Oh, okay. Manami's so we father. only know that it was Manami's father. We don't, we don't know, know that it was who it, how his role was it Shiguchi or something like that. What's his name? I can't remember what his name is. I don't know how to. I don't know. I can't find it here. So what do we not know? The name of the man that they idolize, Manami's father. But so Manami's father is AIDS positive or HIV positive, I mean. And so she takes his blood and she puts it in these milk cartons for these two kids who murdered Takanaka. her daughter. Takanaka. Yes. Wait, no. No? No, that's nope. the lady who babysits Manami. Um, and so she is telling that she doesn't tell the classes until the very end of the book. But they have already, dr like, drank all the milk out of their car ends. And so immediately these kids are, like, filled with the fear that they have now contracted HIV from the blood and the milk that they just drank. His name was, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Oh, no. What is it? Masayoshi. That sounds Oh, good. yeah. Sounds and then right. they have in quotation marks Saint Sakuranami. Sakuranami? Something like that. So <clears throat> the kids walk away from this class meeting knowing essentially who the two students are who've committed this act because the kids kind of figure it out. Yeah. By like process of elimination because they've yeah, been and together. they already know that Shuya, is that his name? Shuya is like a crazy He's very like serial killer-esque like in his personality like he he's very like i don't know he likes to build things to hurt people and to get attention he likes to kill animals animals and things like that he has very weird tendencies and then naoki is the very quiet like backward kid who doesn't have right. a whole lot of friends yeah and so the students in the class already know who the two students are that she's essentially poisoned and so they all walk away with the threat that if you speak about it, then there's going to be retaliation against you. And nobody, at the time, like, and I don't know if it's, because I don't know a whole lot about, like, Japanese, like, culture and stuff like that, but there's this real stigma about, in this time period, about HIV AIDS, like, they were all moving their seats back, they didn't want to touch the kids, like, they didn't want to, like... Make I think contact that was back physically. when it got first discovered, right? Was it the 70s? Jeez. Well, 80s. 80s. But I don't think this takes place in the 80s. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I'm not sure how how <clears throat> much of, like, society is different and how, like, the time period and changes the acceptance of that works. I think this setting is pretty recent because I think I some too. of the research well, maybe that it's they not very about, common in Well, I just think Japan. it's probably not taught very yeah, much to exactly. middle school kids. So. They probably just wouldn't know. Yeah. Like. And they're just kind of freaked out about it. So they don't want to touch them. They don't want to go near them. You can't, like, get in my bubble. Like, I don't want to, like, brush up against you and get this. So the kids go away to um, spring break, essentially, or summer yeah, break. Some, some, like yeah, a, some a kind of break. Right. And then that's when, like, the dissolving of these kids is, like, psyche like comes into play especially naoki oh my gosh that he just was goes he goes bonkers yeah like he can't handle it he can't handle like what he's done and he cannot handle the fact that he could possibly be giving this infection that he has or this 
him being poisoned in this way to his family. Mm -hmm. So he, like, becomes this really... He won't take care of his physical body because he feels like he's dying. So he lets himself go, but he cleans the whole house. He cleans everywhere he's touched because he doesn't want his mother to contract HIV, essentially. So he won't let her do the dishes. He won't let her touch his room. He won't let her hug him. And she's watching this, like, like undoing of her son, essentially. And she... We learn, and I like the way that the author also used her diary mm-hmm. to speak through the, his mother's, like, perspective because it makes it so much more intimate and, like, heartbreaking because she's, like, going to a secret place every night to write about, like, her son, like, losing himself and, like, she can't do anything about it. And so you're like reading these very like secretive lines about how she's trying to help her son and I was really mad at her at first. I don't know if you guys were. I uh, yeah, I was frustrated with her cuz I'm like how do you not see this? Go get this kid help. But right. again, exactly. I don't know what that culture's like. Like I I have no idea like, you know, for mental health issues versus like what your expectations are as a parent. Right. And stuff like that. But it was like being a person who you know has grown up in the United States I'm thinking like oh my gosh what a negligent mother or why are you not you know I think a lot of people to get mental health I think a lot of people are like in denial though when it comes to like their kids and oh she was big in denial yeah she was even in denial about the fact that when uh, the teacher uh, Mizuki came and um, talked to her and said your son killed my child yeah. And she was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. That's not, like, what happened. And she completely, like, covers it up with a blanket. Yeah. And she just puts a whole blanket over it. And she's just like, you're just trying to get attention. <laughs> like, excuse me? Like, you're just going to let him sit here and, like, know that this happened. And he's telling you it did. Yeah. And you're going to say, well, it was an accident. It wasn't your fault. And you just brush it under the rug. And then she chalks all of his, like, problems up to the fact that this accident quote-unquote happened and that she blames the teacher for coming and setting this off in him and now he can't succeed because he's so caught up in his accident and that teacher can't let it go yeah it's and it's yeah it's all the teacher's fault because she shouldn't have brought her kid to the school with her and and yeah remember that it was all like the teacher's Because she was Fault. a, because the teacher's a negligent mother for bringing her child in because she was a single mother at the time. And there's a very big stigma in this book about being a single mother. Um, she should have been married. She should have been, there should have been other circumstances right. where she um, had her child taken care of instead of bringing her child to be able to be, you know, left unattended and around all of my, around my child. And so it was such a weird thing at first. Because she was so busy covering up all of his, it, oh man, it just, and then the fact that the mother is the only one in the situation seeing what's happening, and the father is completely absent, even though he lives in the home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he works so much that either he's ignoring it, or he just doesn't see anything that happens in the house at all, and he's left his wife to just contend with this teenager who's having complete mental breakdowns. And it was just so sad and so heartbreaking. And it made me so mad. This book made me mad a lot. <laughs> I think that's why, I mean, I was like, <clears throat> it's such a like well-written book, but it just... It crushes you. It crushes you. Like. Yeah. 
I think the part that wasn't clear for me is, so did Moriguchi hire the other teacher to come in and basically, like, harass Naoki? Because the other teacher was associated with her ex-fiancé. Yes. And so I that's why he became the teacher, Word right? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was set up that way, I think. Yeah. To, like, just to, mentally to mess with. To push him. Yeah, because the new substitute teacher who takes um, Mizuki's place, Werther, um, is really big on going every week to Mortgage. deliver... Is it Werther or Morgan? It's Werther. You said Mizuki. No, she didn't. When she did... Who's you Mizuki? said that took Mizuki's place. Oh, Mizuki's the class president. Yeah. I'm reading Moriguchi. this and oh. I'm confused. Moriguchi is the teacher that Werther takes over for, not Mizuki. Yes. And Werther goes with Mizuki, the class president, to Naoki's house every week, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the week to deliver class notes. And the class strategically hides notes that say... Well, this one is like, don't worry, imagine happiness, everyone wins, maybe you too, unless you don't. Remember everything, don't ever forget, everyone knows, We really we do, everyone knows, remember, but the first letter of each thing says, die, murderer, <laughs> in front of the whole thing, and they're sending these, like, not-so-cryptic messages that, hey, we don't want you to come back, because he's not going to school. He's completely made himself into a hermit, he lives at home, and at this point, he's missed... What, an entire semester, essentially, yeah. according yeah, to us? Yeah, sort of a term. Yeah. Right. I think it was really obvious that Werther was, like, not there for the reason he said he was there for. Like, you could tell he was there to mess with Naoki. Yes. And it's so odd because during this, we learn about him going through the eyes of the class president, Mizuki, who turns out to be... A little... Just as a little crazy wild, Yeah, as... <laughs> As Naoki and Shuya. Like, she's also got these weird tendencies. They talk a little bit in the in the beginning about a... Um, they talk a lot about child murderers. They do. And, and then how... they tell the story about this girl um, who murdered a bunch of her classmates, right? With poison. She murdered her family with... Um, family. Uh, yes, with... Um... Oh, gosh, what was it? I can't remember, but she put a chemical in their food. Right. And so this Mizuki became obsessed with her and, like, how she did this to her family, which kind of led her down the Shuya path. Yes, and it was all because, and it's all because these kids want attention. And And academic success. Yes, so all I could think is, and I'm going to say this and tread lightly, is is my perception of this is that uh, the author Kana A Minato is trying to say these kids are pushed so hard to be successful in school like that the yeah. expectation is that you are somebody if you are making these good grades if you're involved in these like extracurricular activities and they have something that they go to they go to school and then they go to after school essentially yeah and then they cram oh cram schools they cram for all these tests. And then these teachers will essentially in these cram schools yell at them and say, you've peaked. You're you're leveling out. You're not going to be anybody. How are you supposed to, you know, go on with these grades? Or like, you're just going to be average. You're just going to be average. And it was in, in, in this book, it's pushed and pushed and pushed in these kids' head is that I can't be average. Yeah, it's basically you're, you're above and beyond or 
you're, you're somebody, not anything. Yeah, you're somebody or you're nobody. Yeah. And so these kids essentially are never home because they're in cram school. They do all these extracurricular activities, right? And so they're, they don't really get a whole lot of attention. Their fathers are working 24-7. Their mothers dote on their sons, which we could plainly see from the mother and Naoki. I mean, that was wild. Um, and so these kids are lashing out and think that it's really fun because they just want somebody to notice them. Yeah. They just want to be in the paper. Because we see from Shu's perspective that he makes this little purse that electrocutes people, essentially. Like, you open it up and it zaps you. If you steal it, it'll zap you. Right. Yeah. And he, like, like, I think he... theft device. He uses you. that anti-theft th- tag so that it gets the teacher, Moriguchi, off his scent of that he wants somebody to be hurt, to recognize yeah. what he's done. But it was so crazy to me. He he didn't want just he just didn't want attention. He wanted like bad attention. He did. Like he wanted to be in trouble. Like he wanted at all costs to recognize him as like a psychopath. And, and not, he wanted his name in and the And not as an inventor. So right. his mother would and he wanted that so his mother would see that that's what he was. Yeah. Right. Like, and then the end with his mom. We're not even going to spoil it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that was insanity. I do want to correct something. I it's I don't know that it's a correction, but we were asking this question. So the original teacher mm-hmm. found out who her replacement was. Remember this, and so she, without telling him what happened, she gave him advice that she knew oh. would make matters worse. So she's the one oh. that advised him to so, go visit him with mm. the girl. So she. Like, had no redeeming, like, she didn't do it to, like, correct her mistake. She did it to push it in the direction she wanted to go. She wasn't a good person either. Like She really wasn't. I think that was just it. Like, were there very many, maybe there are some good side characters, but all of the... I don't think there were good side characters, though. I think everybody is morally gray here. Yeah. And it's, like, a very, like... I don't know. It's a very thin line because it's like, yes, it's your child, and like you got to think, would you? What would react? you do? Like, how would you react? Yeah. But like, <clears throat> she didn't just react to Shuya and Naoki. She kind of took it out on the entire class and was like, "Hey, I know how you kids are." And yes, and that's what I was saying is like, I know that you guys just want attention and you guys want to be bigger than life. It's like she like, blamed them all as a whole because of. The, because they are a product of their society, essentially. Yeah. And I, and she placed that blame on them when they, it's really out of their control. Because she was saying about the woman or the kid. I mean, who if you think about it, family. it's her fault, too. She's a teacher. She exactly. puts all this pressure on them. And that's what, like, it went around and around and around because yeah. you feel for her losing her daughter because her daughter was everything to her. But at the same time, like, she was also producing someone who's part of that society. Yeah. And then she's trying to take it out on these kids. It definitely emphasizes that everybody in this book is like who do you stand bad. with? Yeah, who do like you? Everybody has their is this justified behavior? Parents, kids, the teachers, the whole shebang. I mean, so at the beginning of this, did we mention like in the eyes of the law, it was like deemed an accident? So like, yes, she was decided we that she had drowned. Yeah, it was just. You know, an accidental drowning is how the, the legal system deemed it. And so then she decided to take her revenge out on 
Yes. Would she have taken her revenge out even if it hadn't been? I think I she would That's a good question. I think she would have. Do you think it's you think because... So? Do you think it, she did it because they they thought that they could keep it a secret? Do you think if they, like, would have confessed, she would have had, like, any kind of mercy? Mm-hmm. I don't. I kind of don't you either. Think that she's I think she would have went after, like, as... his, their siblings or some something that was important to them. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Ooh, that, like, gives me, like, the ick because... That just means that she's just like she Naoki's is. mom. And it also it also like puts into perspective like what how how people react when things like this happens. Like you d- you don't know how you're gonna act. Like you don't know how you would react if this yeah, happened. Like, you, you, you could do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you were a plane crash she's on a, a mountain. Crash. <laughs> <laughs> Trisha's out here oh, killing yeah. all of her staff. <laughs> And oh, that yeah, is the moral of the story. Is don't <laughs> cannibalize people just so that you can survive. How did we get to this? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how you would that react. That story we were talking about yeah. the a lie. I think it was the a Uruguay, Uruguayan flight that crashed into the Andes Mountains. Oh, and the in people the died, and then they yeah. used prior their... to us recording this. Yeah. yeah, and so we were saying like, you don't know how you, what you would do. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you would do if you yeah. were in that situation. And I was like, I would never. And they're like, Oh well, I don't agree with you because I think you would. <laughs> Which brings us back to this to book, this, Confessions. How would you react? You just like, don't know until you're in those situations and like. Like, the real thing comes out. Like, the real underlying... Because, because like, there's a real them under all of this. There's a real who they are under all of this. Like, yeah. does that make sense? Like, and you get, you see it a you? little bit. You see their bad, and you see a tiny little bit of their good. Like in right, the like the reality of the human nature. The yeah. reality of the mind. And what home does, and what society does and how all of these things contribute into who you become and what you are and how that affects you ultimately because you're right she wasn't a good person even though I really was like yeah I feel like I would go wild too if my kid was killed and I knew that other children were responsible and I don't know what I would do if I if they had confessed I don't know you guys got to pick this book up oh man read it listen to it on Libby there's so much more that we didn't even get to. Yeah. There... Oh, I know. And it's considering this is a quote-unquote novella, oh. according to Samantha. No. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we will end this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Let, let me just uh, preface this with anything under 400 pages for me is a novella. So that's my definition. 400 <laughs> pages. Blurb.com and also selfpublish.com. A novella is roughly 20,000 to 40,000 words in no more than 200 total pages. So it just so it's like, makes It's like a, a, it's a novel. large novella. <laughs> no, it's a novel. <laughs> oh, so the cutoff is 200 pages. It's a pages. mini novel. The cutoff is 200 pages. Hmm. Interesting. I read a lot of those. That was my, um, so... My 235-page average on Goodreads means that I didn't read novellas. <laughs> Even though I will say till the death that she did. Oh, man. All right, guys. Reference. Well, pick this book up. Let us know you what you think. Um, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Trisha, for joining us. You're welcome. Have a Bye good guys. day. Bye. Bye.